you would have an SMS silo, a push silo, and, and that's what they started experiencing. Armand, you're cracking again, mate. All right, hold on. Make sure you include the in the... <laughs> Uncaged Wisdom, Cheetah Digital's podcast for modern marketing. Hello again, and welcome back to another episode of Uncaged Wisdom, the podcast for modern marketers. I'm Julian Bracey Davis. And I'm Louise Hamer Brown. One of the biggest challenges we've faced over the past 18 months is changing perceptions of what Cheetah Digital offers modern marketers. We're far from simply being an industry leading ESP. No, no, today we offer a set of unified, user-friendly, data-driven solutions such as loyalty, personalization, experiences, and messaging, all underpinned by the engagement data platform. That's all well and good, but we should not and will not forget our origin story, which of course lie in email. And it's a topic that today's guest has actually gone through with me already once. So we're going to go deeper into the Batcave. That's an origin story, right? Yeah, that would do. Our conversation will be sticking email at the heart of the matter as we discuss the benefits of moving from some of our older email platforms to Cheetah Messaging. Armand, firstly, thank you for being here with me and Louise today. Of course. Thank you for having me. It's nice to have you back. And Louise, it is an honour to have you in Kayla's hot seat. Hi, good to be here. What are some of the, the platforms people are using today, Armand? And even if it's not going into the individual versions of what we got, like Cheetah Mail, like UMS or EMS, and all the other letters that are in the alphabet that, that are associated with us, how have some of these, these older platforms existed? They're, they're from our past, and you've seen a lot of that change happen. Yeah, uh, and honestly, it, it's what got me started in Cheetah Mail, right? And with Cheetah Digital overall. And I love those old platforms too, to be quite honest. Uh, I got to where I am because of those old platforms. I got to learn all of this. Um, you know, I, I used Cheetah Mail day in, day out for like four plus years, even working before at a museum uh, that was a client of Cheetah's uh, and using it there. Uh, so it was a springboard for me, um, it's just that I know that there are certain limitations to what it's capable of doing, uh, be it Cheetah Mail, be it UMS, EMS, or like you said, any combination of three letters probably that we can cobble together. It's become a little dated, um, but I do know and love it. Uh, I just hope to really drive home that uh, there's more capabilities that we can really bring and there's more for us, to, uh, for our clients to love uh, with messaging. That's a nice message you're sending. It's not, it's not necessarily saying goodbye. It's just that, you know, when you've got something that we can offer all of our clients, that is that, that can really, really help them in so many different ways, ways they've probably not considered. And actually, it isn't the biggest thing once they start the wheels in motion to get them onto the, the, a different platform. And then the benefits they will reap from that, which we'll discuss today. And Louise, just from the important thing to this, just to note that Cheetah Mail is very heavily uh, uh, American-led and, of course, of course, got a global use. But uh, we've got lots of different platforms in other parts of Europe and the world, haven't we, with different clients on those? We have indeed. We've got quite a mixed um, selection of clients across the whole of Europe, as well as America. And, you know, as we say, some of them using some of our older legacy platforms. It's always interesting to hear how clients are using Cheetah Digital and what their aspirations are for the future. And I think 
hopefully today we can sort of help some of our clients understand that that path to growth and to to you know modernizing what they're doing today um, and making sure that they really succeed in their own markets whether they're in Spain or Germany or France as well as the UK and and USA. Louise you had actually you've been spearheading a lot of the the changes well getting some of our clients onto the new platform and had some interesting conversations with some who have done it um in the past just off the top of your head have you have you remembered any or could you recall any sort of moment where actually they were there was a they, they weren't sure but now they've done it and they're actually happy and um, we've got some case studies we'll link in the blog that accompanies this of course but um in any of your conversations anything stood out to actually sort of an aha moment yeah actually there's a common thread to the clients that I've spoken to that actually this was a long-held plan they wanted to become more sophisticated with their email campaigns and they were on a, a journey to get there so it just took time to realize that ambition and to get all the stakeholders in their company on board with that journey and understanding why it was an important journey to go on and I think for both of them, the key factor really was to move away from what we call batch and blast, whereby you might be sending an email newsletter, the same email to your entire database, wanting to move away from that kind of marketing where those engagement levels were getting very low. You know, the open rates, the click through rates were very low um, and moving to more of a segmented database so you could send different versions of the email to different segments and then get more and more sophisticated from there and how they sort of mapped out that path of going from hero you know zero to hero it's not something you can do overnight but you obviously need the tech the right platform to take you there and give you that ability and for them it was really understanding the difference between those two worlds and the results that they could get the increases in turnover that could be generated you know, the, the, the ROI from all the marketing effort, the fact that they no longer had to spend hours to, operating with workarounds to overcome issues, um, they could get to, to being more successful and more sophisticated with their email communications very, very quickly. For all the clients I've spoken to, that was the aha moment. Actually, Cheetah Digital can help us. It's not something we have to do on our own. So I've been worrying about it for a really long time several years in some cases and actually you could do it overnight almost if you get the right people behind you from cheetah actually just quickly to touch on what uh louise said it really did resonate with me that a lot of our clients are looking to get a little bit more sophisticated a little bit more advanced right and they find themselves facing some tough tasks some tough workarounds uh, that I I used to do myself, you know, <laughs> like I used to break down so many of these campaigns. I used to break down and use uh, behavior tags and in, in Gmail, and so that I can break up, uh, you know, how to target folks, right? I used to do all of these workarounds as well on a day-to-day basis. And the thing is, you know, as you progress in the tech and maybe get to move into something like messaging, uh, I think the key thing to think about is. Uh, sophistication doesn't necessarily mean it has to be complex, right? So, and that's one key like philosophy that 
will really hopefully come through as we go through kind of what I believe are, are pillars of function uh, and, and capability that allow that to happen, right? <clears throat> so I, I would say, you know, there's kind of three key things, right? Uh, data is obviously foundational, critical to all of this. Um, execution is, is the next piece. Like one, data being there is one thing, but also being able to access, utilize, and actually execute on that data with uh, targeting or creative uh, is critical. And last um, would be analytics and growth, right? So understanding how everything performed and taking actions from there to really expand what you're doing, right? Again, because there is more functionality, there's more means to understand, uh, and there's just a better you know, way for you to uh, grow. We'll go through those three pillars that you've just outlined there. And again, for the, the keen ear, because we're about getting it sunk into the head. We've got data. We'll be looking at data, execution, and growth as our three sort of themes to go through this. When we go for each one, we should look at a little bit of, I guess, what they currently have, what they could currently move to, and the challenges and the solutions to both. So how do you want to bite off the data section? Let's just start off with that in, in that way and um, you know, focus maybe on one, what they have right now, what they might have right now with a cheetah mail or a UMS, EMS, or what have you. Um, and essentially it's flat file, right? So it's just as wide a number of uh, columns as you can create on a flat uh, database, right? So as your needs expand, you're just gonna have to add more columns. It, it has worked uh, before, obviously, if you have more of a, you know, simple, uh, maybe list driven approach, or like Louis said, if you're more batch and blast, then it, it's really no issue, right? If, if you, that is more aligned with what you're trying to do, um, there's nothing wrong with, with uh, a flat file. There is some flexibility within it, uh, like using behavior fields and be, being able to adjust that using bit fields as well um, to really create some unique workarounds uh, and, and allow yourself some flexibility. Uh, I mean, we've also done, you know, uh, kind of abstracted uh, relational data <laughs> where it's like first product, second product, and you basically have every single item listed out for every person, right? So it's not quite ideal in how it functions, but it can function uh, for certain people or for certain clients. Um, it's just limiting and it takes a little bit of creativity uh, to really uh, start doing a little bit more sophisticated stuff. Um, so it, it, it's, I'm not saying it's not a very functional uh, setup, but as you are growing and like we said, folks are trying to advance themselves in sophistication, uh, it becomes uh, a bit of a blocker at times. Armand, is it a case that the data is quite siloed um, in a legacy platform and also some of the workarounds are that you're having to export lists from other places and import those into the legacy email platform in order to then send your email is that that's some of the kind of issues I think some of the clients I've spoken to have experienced and that's you know a big desire to improve upon. Absolutely and obviously uh, looking back at my time uh, working on it. When you're in that silo, you don't realize you're in that silo. You're just 
<laughs> you're closed off. Right? You're, you're just buried in that email silo uh, and it's very one dimensional. Um, and, and to your point, as my clients, which were really enterprise level retailers and, and luxury uh, retailers as well, they were trying to get a little bit more sophisticated. We're having to import more data from other sources and really creatively layer that onto the flat database. Uh, we're having to export out pieces to try to inform other channels. And obviously it's a little bit, there's a little bit of latency there. It's not ideal, right? There's a number of um, issues that looking back now you realize, oh, that, that could have been smoother. But at the time it was like, oh, this is just the reality of it. Uh, and, and sometimes that's the mentality one might have. Like I, it works right now, but you don't realize it could work better, right? Until you get to see, um, you know, until I got to see <laughs> all of those uh, other functions and how, uh, that we, we could provide and how much simpler it would be uh, to have a cross-channel solution, have a unified uh, database, you know, that's fully flexible, that can actually take in all this uh, data intelligently and map it out much better, right? So it, it, it's a little bit of hindsight is 2020. Um, but yeah, to your point, I, I more than just saw that I experienced that. So does that mean that we're talking here about a single customer view database or an SCV, which a lot of marketers kind of think of as you know, the holy grail. That would be an awesome thing to achieve, a true single customer view. Is that something that we're talking about here in the new world with Cheetah Digital? It's something that can be achieved with the EDP. Um, it's just a matter of making sure that you are feeding in all of that data to inform that single view of the customer, right? So it becomes an achievable goal, it's exciting, right? So knowing that you have a means to actually get there, uh, I, it, it's, uh, I'll be frank, it's probably not gonna be so easy, obviously. You wanna make sure that you are feeding all the different channels appropriately and there might be limitations in how maybe your point of sale, uh, which might be dated, is able to feed in data. Maybe there's some limitations on your other parts of your stack. Right. So, but at least we can start identifying that and, you know, rectifying it or solving for it and hope, hopefully getting all of that data in a single place uh, to not just inform email, right. And then really start informing the overall customer experience. Right. And it's, it's honestly exciting as I see more and more of our clients uh, starting to do that and leverage that within um, the CES. It is that willingness and and the acknowledgement from many of these businesses, both big and small, that they need to do. They need to take their, their email and their messaging to the next level. They need to do more sophisticated things. They're all of equal importance, this. So, you know, it's not the middle column. It's just, you know, one of our free columns. But execution, I'm on. And this is so important to all of our clients because that's really at the core of what they're doing. The, the, the marketers we're working with are executing these campaigns, either with a little bit of our assistance, but mostly they're doing it for themselves. Um, and that's the whole reason why they're, you know, they're taking this journey with us. So with execution in mind, let's do the exact same activity. Let's look at the, the benefits of, of messaging. Yeah, it, yeah, and that's a great next step to focus on because really how I thought about this is it flows logically, right? You start with the data, you access that data, you execute on that data, like, and that's how it's supposed to be. The data should inform what you're able to execute. Uh, and obviously that's 
one key kind of starting point differentiation that kind of segues us directly into um, you know, the execution side of things, that the data can inform all of this, and, and that's exciting. Um, but beyond that, <clears throat> there's quite a few things, really. Uh, and, and I might start referencing things that uh, I experienced throughout. But obviously, the first one is, and the first major, major, major differentiation across all of this is that messaging is cross-channel, right? So as I had clients who were like, hey, we're looking to add SMS. Hey, we're looking to add push. Before, obviously, they'd have to go through another vendor, maybe create, like Louise said, another silo of data, right? More and more silos, more and more uh, kind of fragmentation of where data might live uh, and more and more of a disjointed customer experience because you would, you would have an SMS silo, a push silo, and, and that's what they started experiencing. You sound like a Dalek. Robo Castro. So you end up with all of these, or really the clients end up with all of these various silos. You have like the SMS silo, the push silo, the email silo. Uh, and then they start like realizing that having all those different silos is, is rather limiting, right? Because you find yourself like trying to make sure that SMS is informed about the emails, that push is informed by SMS and so on and so forth. Uh, and it becomes this uh, little bit of a juggle uh, of data and a little bit of juggle across these different providers to understand who's doing what and when. <laughs> and then that affects your customers directly because they, they're like, oh, I'm getting all the same thing from across all of these. It's getting a little redundant, <laughs> right? So it, it, it almost prevents you from being a lot more strategic uh, when it's fractured like that. And that's what I started seeing uh, once more folks were uh, utilizing cross-channel. It, it started being easily informed by, you know, um, the data that we have in a centralized place. Like, you know that someone got an email, did not open. Maybe send them a push. Maybe they didn't open that push. Maybe send, send them the SMS. It becomes a lot more, you know, efficient in terms of how you use your marketing spend because you're not sending out all these messages across all these channels to folks that, might have already seen this message, might have already seen this offer um, and does not bear repeating, right? Some might say, you know, it, it's fine to emphasize certain things and I, and I would agree, um, but taking the opportunity to optimize how your uh, channel experience works, uh, I think could be a major advantage. I think that's a key word there, Armand. You talked about automation and I think an optimization. And I think one of the great things about messaging and EDP is that automate some of this for you so you don't have to make those decisions right you can create campaigns that if they stop opening emails that actually starts to, to choose other channels and there are api integrations available so that you can retarget on facebook or, or on google if they become um lapsed customers for example so well they're stopping opening your email so it gives you all that that insight and automates some of that for you so that you don't have to go through reams of data and make those decisions. So it's not a complex solution. It, the automation actually can be your best friend and really help you make really wise decisions and also you know, improve the performance of your campaigns and make you seem like they're you know, the superstar of your company that you're trying all these new things. No, absolutely. And that's what, what I like to think of myself when I was doing this for clients was that I, I could become a little bit of a hero to them 
and hopefully led to my uh, rise in the corporate ladder, which kind of worked out. <laughs> but that's a bit of a selfish plug. But also I think it takes some risk out of it, doesn't it, as well? Because you can do like multivariant testing. You can do A-B testing, which some one of the clients I was chatting to was saying that their path now is to do lots and lots of A-B testing with the help of Cheetah to make those decisions and automate those processes. So they don't even have to worry about it going forward. You know, it'll automatically be set up. And, and that was critical for several clients of mine when I was working on uh, their migrations was testing out, uh, you know, multiple variables, either with uh, creative, link from name, subject line, all of these to make sure we're actually providing the experience that you know their best customers uh, desire uh, and kind of taking a step back in terms of automation um, and and simplifying all of that uh, I think it almost goes back to the root of this the data right because the EDP does have an understanding of your current state current actions you've taken right I know you made a purchase right that's not just a last purchase that it's just a purchase that you made today it'll feed there it can react appropriately and send, oh, if that happened, Louise made a purchase, let's trigger out an email to her, uh, you know, saying, you know, thank you for your purchase, here's your uh, stuff. But also you can inform that further with additional data. Like maybe I want to trigger out something for folks who have spent more than $1,000 in the last month and make their uh, post-purchase message special. We can easily automate that as well because all of that data is fully informed uh, within the EDP and can logically respond, right? And to your point about automating, you know, A-B tests uh, and, and simplifying just the how of how that is done. Um, like I said, it, it was a critical function for, for me uh, when I was working on clients that were upgrading uh, to messaging. The cells and splits functionality that is native to uh, messaging allows me or allowed me uh, to really quickly and easily break down, you know, a number a number of different testing groups and really create these testing uh, workflows across a number of various campaigns uh, and really test fully, um, you know, across all of that. So maybe like five straight campaigns over the span of uh, six weeks uh, have like a full control uh, model in there as well and be able to actually glean insight directly uh, because it simplified it. Whereas if I were to do that in Cheetah Mail, it would have been a bit of an adventure. Uh, I would have been able to do it. I'm not going to say I, you, one couldn't, but it would have been me making probably like 30 campaigns, <laughs> breaking out all 30 of those segments so that I know that I'm controlling it um, and setting up those controls and making sure that those populations don't change uh, and, and trying to create these uh, workarounds. Like I said, it can be done even in Cheetah Mail, but the, the, the restrictions or the limitations make you end up leaning on workarounds or jumping through hoops to uh, accomplish something that within uh, Cheetah Messaging takes 15 minutes. With one and two, with data and execution in mind, Brands and marketers can really start thinking about the next level, the next gen messaging that they can come up with. And and in that, um, I don't know if we want to go too deep into it, but of course, messaging with the EDP powering the heart of everything they're doing suddenly brings in true personalization options to the game. And also 
journeys and journey designers. And you guys have already talked about the journey they're already taking people on, but suddenly there's a way for them to, to, to add that automated but personalized elements into what they're doing to you know, really just ramp up, level up. Anything you would just say around that briefly, I guess? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And this is really part of like a, a crawl, walk, run approach for a lot of these folks that might be coming from a list-based um, you know, program, right? They're driving everything relatively basically. Uh, maybe they start doing a little bit more triggering once they get into uh, cheetah messaging, maybe start automating little things here and there and start creating um, you know, better experiences uh, for their customers. And then maybe you start adding channels, right? Starting adding to an SMS program, maybe a push program or what have you. Uh, and as you begin evolving or really start evolving more and more, it allows you a means to, uh, like I said, a little bit more sophistication, right? And what that sophistication means is now maybe I need to start orchestrating these, uh, you know, experiences, these messages a lot better. Maybe I should, you know, create these automation flows uh, instead of just a single automation point, right? And that's where like a journey designer would really come into play. Again, fully connected within uh, the EDP and in the overall CES uh, and really orchestrating uh, those different touch points uh, within messaging, right? So maybe trigger out a message now because an action has occurred. Maybe wait a little while and then send a second. If they don't open that, maybe send a send a push or an SMS. If they open that, send a third message, reinforcing maybe additional messaging around the overall goal of uh, of your little uh, journey, right? So maybe it's an abandoned cart. Uh, maybe it's a win back. Like a lot of these journeys are uh, already intrinsic to um, you know what, what Journey Designer provides. So you can almost just uh, pick the template path you want to take and start aligning the uh, messages you have uh, to those decision points uh, and create that uh, unique journey path for your customers. So again, we're really allowing uh, a means to streamline the sophistic sophistication, right? So as you streamline the sophistication, it just uh, allows you uh, like like Louis said, to kind of be the hero uh, internally, right? So you did all of this uh, and a lot more easily than ever before. Yeah, one of my clients on one was saying that they used to take 30 days to set a campaign live because they had to use an agency and they were creating all these different variations and, and manually adapting all the content. And then as soon as they started using Cheetah Messaging instead, they were taking one day to send a campaign and actually during the pandemic that was really crucial to them because it meant that they could respond very very quickly to you know changing circumstances they're also saying that they were using uh, more dynamic content um, instead of creating lots of different variations of content manually with their agency so that's another benefit to using cheetah messaging instead Absolutely. Um, and like I said, all of this is data driven, right? So we can really start informing who gets what, right? Uh, and, and it's really exciting because beyond dynamic content being smart because of data, like feeding it and informing it to make that decision of who gets which piece of content, it also is part of basically what you can create as a library of content pieces within Cheetah Messaging. So think of it as, you know, I create a dynamic block maybe for uh, loyalty membership, maybe 
your your loyalty, not uh, and you have are of this tier, so you get this content, and another tier you get this content, or you're not in loyalty, and they, we ask you to sign up. That becomes a dynamic content piece that you can start reusing across multiple campaigns. So essentially, what I'm saying is you're adding that efficiency, not just in a single campaign so that you can make those decisions quickly and display the right content quickly in a single campaign. You're allowing that to be usable across any campaign that you have that where you see fit to use it, right? And this really leads us into how we approach content a lot, uh, a lot simpler or a lot more efficiently uh, within, within messaging because it becomes more of a modular approach, right? So I can house all of these sophisticated dynamic data content pieces. I can house fixed content blocks where essentially maybe I have a seasonal header, a seasonal footer. And mind you, this is something that I really loved when, when I was working on it for retailers because obviously their menus, uh, menu bar with their nav bar would change uh, almost seasonally sometimes. Their footers might change uh, seasonally as well. So rather than having to go in into all of my automated campaigns, I replaced one block. I edited one spot and then it propagates and populates across all of the things that I needed to update. Or maybe I just change one thing uh, and start utilizing you know, seasonal like Christmas one, Black Friday one or what have you. And it, it, it simplified uh, kind of the day-to-day -day there. And beyond this, Right, so we started talking about modularization, which was a critical piece to how I, you know, made sure that my teams were efficient in terms of how they built their campaigns. But now we also have full templatization, like with our content designer tool, uh, you're able to really, you know, create these responsive designs that you can save and repurpose. And combining that with the modular approach, be able to like drag and drop whatever kind of module you want within this design bring in any personalization you need uh, from, from our personalization tool and really, again, uh, create these, like I said, sophisticated campaigns in a much simpler manner, right? And really create these uh, customer experiences within email and within overall um, across channels that is much more uh, in line with what folks are wanting to receive. Growth, Armand, you've already talked about email and other channels so where these campaigns can come out to and this is a big deal of why we've had growth as a as a as a as own section in this discussion today so could you talk about how Tudor messaging and edp help brands and brand marketers grow what they're doing it, it's really in a number of ways julian right so if we even just focus on the efficiency with which folks will be able to start creating their programs. That in itself provided the teams I worked with uh, a lot more time <laughs> to actually focus on strategy, right? It's as simple as that. The easier the platform is to use, the more time you have to be strategic. The less time you're actually just working on, oh, we need to get this creative in there. Oh, we need to create uh, this, uh, this new thing so that we can send this on, on Tuesday. The more we allow you to focus on strategy, I think the more effective um, as a team you will be, right? And, and that, that in itself is exciting. <clears throat> but beyond that, like that's just like simple 
uh, getting a little bit more strategic as a means to growth. But also in terms of functionality, there's just room for you to grow here. It's not just email. It's not one dimensional siloed batch and blast email. You can, you can really start expanding on the strategy that you approach email with. You can start incorporating additional channels. You can start incorporating data from other channels as well. Maybe even channels Cheetah does not manage itself. Like maybe you want to inform us with web data, point of sale data. All of these things can start informing your program and really enriching how you approach uh, your, your program overall. And now you can start incorporating additional channels. You can start incorporating Google, Facebook, really allowing yourself uh, a means to, again, either grow in terms of the size of your um, <clears throat> uh, audience pool or grow in the sense that you're getting folks to buy that second time, that third time, that fourth time. You know, it's, it's a little bit of a holy grail as well to get folks to go past that first purchase, right? If you're thinking of retail, first purchase might be an easier task, but the moment you get them, how do you get them to that second one? How do you push them to that third and so on and so forth? How do you turn them into a true advocate for your brand? Someone who will, you know, constantly return to you because they know the value that you bring, right? And being able to really create that sophisticated, um, you know, program utilizing Cheetah's tools will really allow you to do that. <clears throat> and that's in terms of this execution, right? So the next piece in terms of growth would be understanding, right? Knowing what worked, what didn't work. And that's, an all, uh, that's also a critical aspect of this. Uh, analytics and insights are a critical tool to growth, right? Seeing what hasn't worked is as important as seeing what did, right? So that we can cut, cut the fat, remove uh, actions that don't make sense and start targeting better, start acting uh, specifically to your customer base. And, and that's something that uh, Cheetah Messaging facilitates overall as well, because as you can imagine with the EDP really housing all of this data from across different channels, hopefully creating that 360 degree view of a customer, what you have here is a centralized data source that has full understanding of what, what is occurring across multiple channels. So your analytical tools will be that much more powerful as well, right? Because it's informed by more things, right? I learn more about email. I learn more about SMS, push. I maybe even learn more about web browse, their abandoned patterns, uh, maybe their point of sale behaviors, how often they go on site. All of these become pieces that you are able to feed and analyze uh, within EDP, right? So, and what you have in there is a strong BI tool in itself that allows you full flexibility to really either utilize uh, the dashboards that are native to it, like really focus on your campaigns, maybe like focus on understanding your audience, but it actually allows you a full means to customize this further, like really create the dashboards that matter to you, create metrics that matter to your business, right? and start automating these, like have it come to me every 9 a.m. You know, uh, actually fun, fun tidbit. Uh, I always utilize this functionality of automating dashboards uh, to send out so that I would receive the dashboards an hour before my clients did so that I knew what to be ready for when our meeting that afternoon came. <laughs> so that I was very well ready uh, if there was any bad news. And 
and if there's any good news to make sure to highlight, right? So it's really exciting to be able to make sure all of this information goes uh, to the right folks. But beyond this even, right? So that's insight as a function of a human being, like as a function of me, the marketer, right? And sure, you, you might have that in Cheetah Mail to a degree. Uh, I remember just basically working on aggregated data constantly. Uh, it's not as easy. And again, like I said, <clears throat> it's something where you find workarounds again and again to make it work for you. But where Cheetah Mail uh, and UMS, EMS definitely cannot be uh, a peer here is when it comes to machine learning, right? So machine learning is in a way, and at least to me, uh, is insight that is provided to you by the platform itself. Because again, it is uh, something that can process a lot more data a little bit more quickly than an average human being might be able to do. Uh, and it allows me to understand, hey, who's likely to churn? Who's likely to actually engage? Who's likely to click? Who's likely to open? When is the best time to send uh, something to uh, you know Julian versus when to send something to <clears throat> Louise, right? Obviously, Louise is in the UK, so that probably has an influence there. But it allows you a means of intelligence uh, that is driven by, again, all of this data being at the core uh, of the EDP, right? So it becomes more of a, uh, an added beast piece of sophistication, again, with minimal complexity. I think on the, the reporting aspect, um, that's been a pain point for some of our, our clients on legacy platforms. And what they've really found as a, a great quick win is the fact that you can roll up all the results into the campaign so you can get a report on a particular campaign name. Whereas before they were getting individual reports on individual line items and trying manually to make sense of all of that and build a picture but, and then try and make decisions off the, the, the back of that. And that was the biggest win for them on the insight piece. Yeah, and, and I, lived, I lived through that, honestly. <laughs> I, like I said, I actually would generally just aggregate everything, pull everything out and just query it myself because it was just easier that way. It was unfortunate, right? It, it's not what you want. You want the platform to allow you a means to report on this intelligently. But what essentially I was doing was just working around that, pulling all of the data into a CSV and uh, depending on mine or my, my coworkers' Excel uh, savvy to be able to uh, create these reports that I needed, right? And But now what you have in there is, is something where I can truly create this in there. I can visualize this in there. And I won't have to like pull additional data out because I forgot this, oh, I needed this other thing. Like I can actually create that within the tool uh, and the data would be there in real time, right? So it just is a much better means and it, uh, it really helped me and my clients save a lot of time. Normally we do a bit of uncaged wisdom, which you didn't get to do first time round because we haven't come up with the concept yet. But that's typically, you know, something that you wanted to share that you've learned over your years. We're going to be pinpointed this time when it comes to migration and your experience of old cheetah and new cheetah. Is there one piece of like screaming advice? Oh man, put me on the spot there, Julian. I guess one important bit of wisdom is, especially if you're coming from a legacy platform, think about how you want to use your data ideally and work from there. Because what you do now probably isn't the ideal, 
right? But where you might end up might be somewhere below that ideal, but work towards that instead. Look to improve what you've got. Lift and shift isn't always the way, right? It, it's not always going to be a good way uh, to find success because what you're essentially doing is just moving what you've been doing to somewhere that can su support it equally. But what you want to do is improve, right? So if you want to get there, take a step back, look at the data and think about how you want to do it well. Yeah, so I put you on the spot because you'll come up with gold like that. Thank you for doing this. <laughs> Cheers, man. So Louise, we just we just heard from Armand and because you know we we live in a world where he had to go to his next meeting he's 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 floated away from us now but to sort of round out this conversation and and i do feel that we really did hit upon all of the very core reasons why migration is not just a good idea but an essential thing for all of the brands and marketers we work with what, what happens next how do our brands that we work with and our marketers actually approach the conversation of even beginning this this migration process what would you set up for them my advice would be to contact your customer success manager. Um, if you don't know who your, contact, your customer success manager is, then you can use the um, information form on the website. But you should have a contact for someone who looks after your account. And the best thing is to have a conversation with them and just run through what are the key benefits of upgrading and what is the process to upgrade to cheetah messaging from whatever legacy platform you're on. And to feel supported, you know, there is a team here at Cheetah that can help you make that transition, not just from a technical point of view. It's not just a technical implementation we're talking about here, although that is obviously an important part of it. It's about how we can support you as a marketeer to do better, to, to build more sophisticated campaigns and to learn all of that. And everything that we've talked about today that, you know, we have a, a team of experts here who can guide you through all of that. So you're not on your own and think how much you will grow in that process too, how much you can learn. And also the benefit to your company, the results that you'll get from improving your campaigns. So start that journey with us together. But the, the first point of contact should be your customer success manager. Subscribe to Uncaged Wisdom for the latest and greatest in digital marketing insights and how they're solving problems with software and strategies.